Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? How's everybody doing? Welcome to the show, What You Said podcast with your host, Willie Will, of course. I'm here another week down, another week to go, and uh, we over here just relaxing. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work week. I hope no stress, no strife, no nothing. It is what it is, as always, where it comes to work. But I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I hope everybody is, you know, relaxing, getting ready for their weekend, getting ready for their weekend, getting ready to, hold on one sec. Getting ready to, you know, enjoy the night. The weather this weekend, it has been, let's just say, it has been an interesting week. And uh, I'm hoping everybody has uh, got their weekend together and got their weekend planned. Like I said, I'm your host, Will. I'm back here on another wonderful day in the neighborhood, in the hood. So it is spooky season. We're getting ready to get to Halloween, get the kids all dressed up, get the candy, you know, get everybody all together. I see more adults these days freaking celebrating Halloween than I do. Let's just keep it a stack. So, you know, we're getting ready to celebrate and everybody have some fun. And everybody get ready to... Everybody's getting ready to, you know, do their thing. We have another another wonderful week getting ready to go on. Hold on one sec. There we go. Got a whole another good, beautiful week getting ready to come up. Uh, I wonder what everybody's getting ready to do for their weekend. I have all my uh, my wonderful people watching. I want to thank y'all for joining me on this wonderful day. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy yourself. Again, we're in spooky season. We're getting ready to you know, enjoy everything that comes along with it. And then, of course, you got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. All I've been seeing all week is people talking about the movies they're going to watch. We got people talking about, uh, what do you even call it? What the hell is it? Oh, Hocus Pocus 2. Everybody's so excited about Hocus Pocus 2. Mainly the females. I haven't seen any men talking about, uh, I can't wait till Hocus Pocus 2 comes out. And guess what? It is what it is. And we'll they'll get to where it's going, where it's going. But again, everybody's getting ready to watch that movie. So I thought for the start of this week, we will get to starting with our spooky movie. And this week's movie is the 1988 classic Child's Play. Now I did put it up there for a vote for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't, you know want their votes going up. So, 
It is what it is. So Child's Play is what won. So that is what I'm going to review this week. It's going to be a retro review for Child's Play. Next, I will have three other movies going up sometime today, if not today, tomorrow, for next week's retro spooky review. But we're going to get it get it together. But as always, there are ways to find us. There are ways to watch us, like, subscribe, and all these wonderful things. And of course, as always, you can email us at so what you're saying five. That's at gmail.com, excuse me. That's S-O-W-T-U-S-A-Y-I-N-5 at gmail.com. You can find us at on Facebook at So What You're Saying. You can find us on Instagram at So What You're Saying. So What You're Saying. Twitter at What's Saying. You could also hit us up on our link tree that has all the ways to find us. That's on our website to Facebook to Instagram. Also, please go to Twitch like and subscribe on twitch your likes help bring this to more people the more people we can get this to the more we can take advantage of everything that's going on so once again you can email us at so what you're saying five at gmail.com find us on all these social media platforms and please like and subscribe on twitch and if you don't at least give us a follow That'll help us 150 million percent. Also, since we are, we all besides our spooky movie retro review, we will also be talking about Herschel Walker. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is, he is a um, former NFL football player. He is running for. Senate before running for the Senate in Georgia. And I swear to God, that has got to be the most comical and bullshit shit shit I have seen in forever. And what makes it worse is he is a black man, but he's a Trumpite. And we will get to it as soon, as soon as we can get to it. But Again, he's another one. Definitely another one. Also, I thought I had a meme last week that that uh, I, I didn't show. But I did decide I'm, I was going to save it for this week because I see a lot of a lot of my friends family and, and, and other people. And especially in this day and age with a lot of single mothers. And there's a lot of guys not really dating single mothers or having their own feelings about it. Now, if you, get, you ask me, I don't see it, see see the issue, but that's just me. So I thought this week I would show you guys the meme and I would give you my pros and cons of dating a single mother. But again, that's just it's just going to be my take on the whole thing. You can choose to 
take it with me to, you know, agree with me or disagree with me. But if you disagree with me, you can leave your your your, your disagreements in the comments. You can email me at so what you saying five at gmail.com. You can, you know, and we'll we'll discuss it. But other than that, I want to thank everybody for joining us, those who have joined us, those who are not joining us, but I would love, I want to thank everybody for joining us. So, before we do the retro review, there's something else I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. And it's, I think, I don't know if everybody has seen it. I don't know if everybody, you know, follows like I do the million and one things that go up, but recently the trailer for Black Panther 2 came out. And I want people to understand, I am wholly, wholly, wholly excited for this this trailer to come out. For this movie to come out, excuse me. And so for those of you who haven't seen it, I am going to play it for you. And then I'm going to give you my thoughts on. And so for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm going to give you my thoughts on, on the trailer. And we will go from there. So give me one sec. Okay. Let's go back. Let's go here. Okay, hold on one sec. There it goes. Okay. The trailer for Black Panther 2.
Now, I want people to understand 100%. Black folks, I am so happy that they didn't, uh, they didn't recast Black Panther. They didn't recast Black Panther because I think it's a um, wonderful, wonderful tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And the reality of the situation is, I think they needed the emotional uplift that it was going to bring. And that trail is spectacular. Spectacular. And, you know, I want people to understand this is not what you think it's going to be. And I want people to go in and give this an open mind because this is going to be something different. We all miss Chadwick Boseman, the person and the actor. And we're going to, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to miss him as Black Panther. Because like I told, was telling uh, somebody the other day, he embodies us. He, he, he embodies everything we are about. And my thing is, I can't wait for this movie. 100% can't wait for this movie. And I want people to understand, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. All right. So let's move on to Mr. Herschel Walker. Now, I, I want to say this before I get into anything else. I don't know this man. except for the fact that I know he was a, a football player. But I have listened. I'm getting more into my, uh, in more in a political bag, in a space where I can... where I can, as myself, can, you know, better pay attention to what's going on in the world today. Because I'm going to be honest, at some point, I, I didn't really care uh, too much was going on, as long as it didn't affect me. But then I had to start to realize that, okay, even though it may not affect me now, it's going to affect me because, you know, I have a child, a 15-year-old child who will be an adult soon, sooner than I would like. Let's just keep it a stack. But she will be an adult sooner than I would like. And 
the things that happen now are going to affect her later on as she tries to go and navigate this world that we live in. And it's people like him that are going to hurt the situation more than help the situation. And this is what I mean. As we all know, the Republicans are so hell-bent on are so hell-bent on this whole uh, full abortion bin, which I do not agree with. Let's put that right there on the table. I do not agree with that at all. But here's this man who is the walking epitome of what the Republican Party is. A walking contradiction. Y'all believe me? Well, let's put it this way. Listen to the report, and then you make your own judgment. This morning, former football star Herschel Walker's embattled Senate campaign has been rocked by another bombshell. The Daily Beast reporting overnight, the woman who first told the news outlet Walker urged her to have an abortion and paid for it in 2009 is also, in fact, the mother of one of his children. Walker had claimed earlier on Wednesday he didn't know the woman, and his defenders spun the story as an anonymous attack. Have you figured out who it is? Uh, Not at all, and that's what uh, I hope everyone can see. It's sort of like everyone is anonymous or everyone is leaking and they want you to confess to something you have no clue about, but it just shows how desperate they are right now. The woman who remains anonymous, citing privacy concerns, telling the Daily Beast, Walker didn't accept responsibility for the kid we did have together, and now he isn't accepting responsibility for the one we didn't have. In a statement to NBC News, Walker saying, as I've already said, there's no truth to this or any other Daily Beast report. He also categorically denied he paid for an abortion. According to the Daily Beast, the woman proves she's the mother of Walker's child and provided credible evidence of a long-term relationship with Walker. Walker, who has been backed by faith leaders, is opposed to abortion after 15 weeks with no exceptions. The woman telling the Daily Beast, he seemed pretty pro-choice to me and referencing Walker's discussion of his Christian faith. He picks and chooses where it's convenient for him to use that religious crutch. NBC News has not independently verified the Daily Beast reporting. Walker has faced other controversies. His ex-wife has accused him of holding a gun to her head, which Walker has blamed on his struggle with mental health. He does now acknowledge he is the father of four children with different women, among them his son Christian. Overnight, the budding conservative influencer sent a cryptic tweet, later deleted. God will not be mocked. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. A day earlier, Christian denounced his father, accusing the former football star of threatening to kill him and his mother, forcing them to, quote, move over six times in six months, running from your violence. Now Walker has a new ad out saying he got through his mental health struggles with the grace of God. No comment yet from his challenger, incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock. And so far, top Republican. Now, as you can see, 
this man pretty much pretty much had a relationship with a woman. They had one child together. He denounced that child, which makes us as black men look bad because here you all wanted to be a, a, a leader, one of the leaders of the free world, one of the people we put you in position to do your job, which is to help our, us live our lives better. And here you are now denying a child that you had with another woman. Now, again, as, as, as the report says, these allegations can't be confirmed nor denied. So before I even get to that, before I even get there, let me just make sure I let people know it's the same thing. We cannot confirm and or deny any of these allegations. But the Daily Beast says they have proof, so we'll let them go about their business. But if this is all true, this, listen to this. It's a man that we want, that, that people want to put in a position of power who is counted on to help make us, help us live better lives. To help us make sure we can feed our families and our own kids. Make sure that we can be healthy enough to live these lives to make sure that to make sure that we can have the choice to do what we want to do while living our lives especially where it comes to women and the whole thing with abortion making sure they can have the choice of bodily autonomy. And here's a man who does not believe, who claims his Christian faith does not allow him to believe in abortion beyond 15 weeks in any circumstance. Mind you, we have people who have, who are raped, people who are victims of incest, and in the case of, hey, the, you, the, the pregnancy is not viable, so it could cost you your life if you try to carry this pregnancy to term. And here's somebody who's trying to say, oh, well, you shouldn't have an abortion at all. Under any circumstance, trying to tell a woman what she should do with her body. But then turned around some, what is it, nine... Nine years is 2018, 10 is 2019, some 12, 13 years ago. And for somebody, oh, I don't believe, and then paid for a woman who allegedly he has a child with and allegedly paid for a woman to have an abortion. 
And what makes me further believe that this story is 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 believable is the fact that his own son, his own son is out there telling, hey, listen, my dad's a liar. He's a violent abuser, this, that, and the third. It's one thing if this was coming from somebody that wasn't credible, but this is his son. Don't you think there is some type of credibility to all this? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That, 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 that's all I'm saying. So my thing is, for people, my pe- for my family, even my family in Georgia, because I do have family down there. Think about that. Think about our, think, think, think about this. You are going through something health-wise, and you can't, you know, you get pregnant, and now you can't have an abortion, and this may cost you your life. And this man is all for that. So just think about that. I want people to understand that I don't think all politicians are great. I don't think they can all be trusted. But I want people to understand whether they can they're all whether they may not all be great, they may not all be can be trusted, but you gotta remember the way our country is designed, you have to decide the lesser of the two evils. If this is what you want, so be it. I don't want that. I don't want that for my child. I don't want that for my family. So, please, all I'm saying is, just think about that. Just think about it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you to change your mind. I'm not telling you to, that you, that's the wrong choice. But think about that. And think about our generations coming behind us and what this could cause them, the problems this could cause them, if people like this are in office and allowed to make decisions. Because you've already seen what happened with the Supreme Court and Roe versus Wade. So just 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 think about that for a second there. Okay, so now I'm gonna get into we're gonna move on. And I'm going to get into the the single mother meme that I was going to get to. Just hold on. Let me just open open this up right quick. And there's one other thing I got to do. Hold on. 
this time because this is for the end of the show. Okay. So now, let me just get you all over here. So, I saw this meme on, face, uh, on Facebook, and it says, why real men avoid single mothers? And some of this may be true, and so, even in, in some instances in my life, I agree with some of this stuff. And I disagree with some of this stuff. But while I'm going through this list, I'm going to give you the pros and cons of everything as far as why it is good to date a single mother and why it is, you know, it, why it could be a, a hindrance of dating a single mother. I'm not saying it's bad. It just could be a hindrance in the whole dating thing. So we'll start with number one. Number one, never available. Now, let me say this. Let me just say this right quick. Let me open this up right here. Put this full screen. So, and I hope everybody can see me. And the me. Hold up one sec. So let me say this about the single mothers never being available. Let me say this. The truth of the matter is this. Yes, that could be true. And yes, that could be not true. And I'm going to give you at least my take on why it could and couldn't be why it could be true and why it could not be true. Yes, they're never available, but it could be that, hey, look, she doesn't have a babysitter. She has to work. Hey, listen, she's got a kid or multiple kids. She's got to take care of them. And especially in, this, in certain days and age when there's no real help, when there's some guys who don't think they should be helping these women take care of their kids? There you go. So if they're working long hours, they're not going to be available. Now, in that instance, they kind of probably shouldn't be looking to date. But if they are, you know, it is what it is. You can't never really t make a judgment on a single mother when they're saying they're never available, because, again, they have kids. They have to take care of them. If they have no help, who's going to do it? Surely not them. And we sh and I don't think that a mother should be passing them off to the grandmother, passing, leaving them with uh, aunts and uncles. Unless the aunts and uncles, you know, these people, oh, I want, I want to see my grandchild or bring my, my nephew or niece over to come see me 
and let I want to hang out with them. But other than that, other than that, there shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. In the, that shouldn't be a case. That shouldn't be the case. If they're not available because of I'm taking care of my child or I have to work to take care of my child, hey, you, you just got to bite the bullet on that one because it is what it is and it's the truth. They've got to do this. Now, that could be the case or they could not really not be interested in you and don't want to make time. Now, I hear people say all the time, oh, if you, if you really want something, you'll make time for it. I, I want people to knock that bullshit off because – Life doesn't always, there's 24 hours a day, there's 365 and a quarter days in a year, seven days in a week. Yes, you probably could, but if you live a life where you have this and you have that, single mothers, you have your kids, you got to take care of your kids, take care of these bills, you got to make sure your kids is well taken care of, and you don't have any help. I want I want you to figure out time because I'm having a hard time finding time to make sure I can consistently bring you this show every week. And I'm going to be going back to work shortly, so it's definitely going to be a problem. But what I want people to understand is, yes, I'm going to try to find time, but in this event, in this in this instance, it, it doesn't always work that way. So, again, that's a pro and a con that could be, could not be. Number two, you're not a priority. That I don't agree with at, at all because as a man, you should never be, want to be the priority of a woman. Yes, you want to be a priority. You want, you, if you're, you're, you're looking to date this woman and, and have her and make her part of your life or have her be part of your life and bring her in. You want her to put some priority on you and your relationship, but you shouldn't be a priority. Those kids should be a priority. Paying her bills should be a priority. And you should be part of the solution, not the problem, wanting to be a priority. Yes, again, your relationship should be a priority, but not the priority. See, that the only thing wrong with that is most men want to be the priority, and that's not the way it's good. That's not the way it is, especially when a woman has kids. So I don't agree with that one at all. Thinks the world revolves around her and her only. That's number three. Let me say this. I don't know too many women or men that don't think the world should revolve around them. I don't agree with this because in your world, in, in, in her world, her world does revolve around her and her kids. I mean, should it revolve around somebody else? You should, as a man, be there to uplift her and be her teammate, and be her her shoulder to cry on, her her outlet when she's having when she's frustrated. But you should not want to have the world revolve around you. 
you should now. If she thinks she's the world revolves around her, then she's got a problem because the world does not revolve around you. It doesn't. Your kids, one hundred percent. I'm with it, but you yourself personally, and eh, no. and I don't think the world revolves around a woman. I don't care who the woman is. I don't think the world revolves around her, and I don't think the world should always revolve around her. That she should be part of your relationship, but it should all—it should always revolve around them kids. Number four, emotionally unavailable. Now, this could be true. This could not be true. Because that could be a a a a a a, a, a function of her having issues in her previous relationship. Because what I have come to find is that I'm not saying women aren't emotionally available, but I don't always think they're emotionally unavailable. I messed up. That's not what I was supposed to say. This is the problem when you have When, when you're running a two-computer setup, sometimes you should be doing something here, and you end up doing it there. But emotionally, I don't agree with that either. Sometimes it's a function of their previous relationships, and it's kind of messed with their emotions. And if you really are interested in this woman, you should find a way to understand that, but also understand that, you know, there's a way to get to where you want to get to emotionally, and you have to be willing to put in that work, bruh. The ex baby daddy is always there. It's number five. The that's not uh, uh, if the kid, if the father is in the child's life, that should not be. At all. Because you want that man there. You want that man taking that responsibility, taking up the responsibility. You want that man to be taking care of his child or children. The baby daddy is always going to be there if the baby daddy is in the child's life. And if you feel some type of way about that, then you don't need to be part of that because you should not feel emasculated or like she... Now, if she's doing sneaky stuff where it comes to him, I can understand. But if everything's out in the open and everything's, you know, there's, there's no real issue, you then that shouldn't be a problem. Number six, the kids are working against you. Hey, that could be the truth. That could not be the truth. You don't know what's in the kid's heart. You're not the dad, so that, that again, that could be true. That could not be true. I'm just saying. 
the kids will hate you. No, that's not entirely accurate. The kids may not like you, especially if their father's around, because, you know, especially if they're younger, because you're not the dad. But I want people to understand, I, I, I want the fellas to understand this, that you're not even going to meet the kids until the relationship is established. Then, by that time, I'm assuming the mother is going to ease you into the situation, ease her kids into the situation. That, and that, 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 that's what you should do. Entitled attitude, look, that could just be part of her personality. I'm not going to say it is the personality, but it could just be part of her personality because there's a lot of people with entitled attitudes running around here, and they're not parents. So for you to have an step for, for you to feel that way while for 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 you to feel that way, feel some type of way about that where it comes to dating a single mother, uh, she has an entitled attitude that could just be part of her personality. That's not a function for you not that's not a reason for you not to di- to avoid a single mother. But also it should be a red but it should be a red flag. I'm not even gonna lie. That should be a red flag because let's be honest, when you're in a relationship, your sense of entitlement, there's only certain things that you should be that you should feel your sense of entitlement to. You should feel a sense of entitlement to time. You should feel a sense of entitlement um that this person will listen and take your feelings into account. But other than that, there's other there's that that sense of entitlement should go out the window. Straight like that. That's a red flag. Unless it's certain instances. Uh number nine, distorted self image. Let's 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 say this. That self image could be from, again, previous relationships. That self-image could come from the man she was dealing with before, the kids of her, the father of her kids, giving her this sense of she's not good enough, she's not pretty enough, she's not this, she's not that. And also, he could have given her the, 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 the she's the best thing since sliced bread. Either way, if she has low, a, a low self-image of herself, you as a man should be there to make sure you help build that self-image. You should never continue to make that self-image. That, that, you, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't make her feel like dirt. But also, if she has a self-image, of, she should think highly of herself, but there's a, a, a level to it. That that should be a red flag for you. Should be like, hey, look, she's got too high of an image. She's too. Don't get me wrong. She should be high on herself. 
she should think she's the shit, but there is a level that you can go to that makes it just a little too much. So that's just, you just have to figure out which where that is and how you fit into that. And if it hurts you or if it helps, you, you, either way, you got to figure that out. She plays the victim. Now, I, I, I want to say this, and I want people to understand this. Things in people's past, excuse me, things in people's past have them feel like they're always the victim. They're always in the bad, in the spot. You should never, as a man, you should, that's why you should always, that's why communication is so important. Because you should know these things, and these things should help make it so that you know that this might come as an issue one day, and you should now, as a man, know how to sit the person down and say, hey, listen, I'm not trying to make you the victim here, but and have the conversation. That's why communication where it comes to relationships, especially when dating single mothers is so important. So important. 120% important. You have the check on high personality, drama queen. Check on the high personality, that could be any woman. Drama queen, if you're doing, if you you should see that off the rip. And you should not want any parts of a woman that wants that's a drama queen. No parts. The whole, in most cases, she's dating to make her baby daddy jealous. That goes back to number five. If you see that, if, if you see that's what's going on, that should be your cue to go to be out. She's dishonest. Any woman could be a liar. That's not a single mother thing. And she carries baggage, baggage, and more baggage. I don't think anybody on the face of this earth that, 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 that doesn't carry baggage. I think we as, as people, we have baggage from our past relationships and our past things that, that happened to us in life and our past. I'm just, I don't think that's nothing. But to sum it all up, it's not a big deal to date a single woman, a single mother. What you need to do as a man is figure out is she worth dating or is she damaged goods? The same way I say to women, in the same way I have no sympathy for women when they date men. I have no sympathy for women when they talk about men ain't shit. No, it's the men you dated that ain't shit. You are the one that made the choice, and now you're deciding that everybody behind, whoever this man you were dating prior, ain't shit. I I, I kind of want to understand where you're at with that. You can't make that assessment because you haven't dated all men. Sorry, man. 
So, so I mean, sorry, man. Your whole thing, the whole thing should be the men you dated and shit. But I digress. But because like I said, this is where it comes to single mothers, men, you have to figure out where you fit in. Is the is the situation worth you putting in the time, putting in the work, putting in the effort effort? And single women, I think if you see this man is putting the effort, you shouldn't leave him hanging. If you know you're not ready or you know that whatever you got going on is a situation you don't want him in, you let him go and get somebody who's gonna he's gonna love, honor, and respect. Don't hold him on into that situation. So that's where I'm at with that in single mothers. All right? So now, wait, let me grab my big bottle of water. You know, people, I, I see people drink Poland Spring and Accenture. I love, and even Smart Water. I love this. Cold Water Hydrate. I love this. I may have to find somebody to get me a sponsorship with cold water because I, if, if you look in my recycling can, I think I got a bunch of these in it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, if if you want to drink water, I, I suggest cold water. That's, that's just me. All right. Let's get to the fun part. 1988. I was eight years old. Uh, I was living. I was living between my grandparents and my mama. And a movie came out that would change the complexion of the slasher horror film. Oops. Hold up, hold up. No. Go back. That would change the complexion and the 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 complexion of the slash and horror film. And I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna be honest, it's it may not be one of my favorites. But it is a very, very crazy movie. The movie I am talking about is the 1988 classic Child's Play. So we're gonna I'm gonna show you guys the trailer, and then I'm gonna come back and we and then I'm gonna give you not only my I'm gonna give you the blow by blow. And then I'm going to give you my review of the movie. So here we go. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Isn't he? This is Andy's. 
Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Andy! I'm Detective Mike Norris. Homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barkley. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barkley family. And so has terror. Mommy, I know who is on the counter. Andy! Andy. Chucky. Nobody believes you. I'm sane, Mrs. Barkley. Sane and rational. No one believes the truth. Or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play. goes the trailer for Child's Play. All right? So, first of all, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm going to tell you this from my perspective. Yo, this movie is it's crazy. The movie is crazy. Whoever thought of this premise should get a damn Golden Globe Award. They should get a damn, a damn, uh, an Oscar, an Emmy, whatever you want to give them. Because I'm going to tell you like this. I wouldn't have thought of no shit like that. There's some crazy, there's some crazy shit. It was directed by Tom Holland. Uh, let me see what other directorial things he's done that may he's done Psycho 2, uh Fright Night, uh Thinner, the Fright Night remake. So there you go with that. So that's where you want to go with that. It was released on November 9th, 1988, which is right behind uh, Halloween. Maybe probably maybe a week out, maybe the week behind Halloween. So let's go to the blow by blow. So let's open the movie. So the movie opens and you see this fake ass Chase. Uh, the detective, Mike Norris, as you saw in the movie, um, he's chasing a serial killer. The serial killer's name is Charles, Charles Lee Ray. So he, 
running around chasing the serial killer, and they're running behind, they ducking behind stuff. Pop, pop. First of all, this is in Chicago. This movie takes place in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. All right? So first of all, let me say this. This is why you know this movie wasn't filmed in the hood. Because even though it was late at night, people here, you know it wasn't filmed in New York. Let's restate that. Because you know, yeah, at night, people walking through, through the streets. If that was New York, all you heard was, ah, pop, pop. And, hey, look, you might have got some dudes backing out, pop, pop, because they don't know where the bullet is coming from. So they, 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 they're, they're shooting, they're fake shooting, he's ducking, dodging, hiding behind stuff. So, and I guess I'm, I'm not sure if they're, they, what kind of crime they committed, whether it was a theft or a murder or whatever you want to call it, but he was trying to run to the van, the getaway van. So... Uh, the detective shoots him, and I think he shoots him in the back or something like that, on the leg, and he falls, and the guy that was in the getaway van with him that was helping him commit the crime just decides, y'all, I'm out. It pulls off on him. Now, you could tell he's a punk because he's scared because that's your man. You're supposed to, you know, Help your man. You're supposed to back out, get out the car, fuck, pop, pop, hopping at the cop. No, he took off. This guy, the serial killer, he's he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Nah, your man took off on him. So he goes and he hides around, and it's a toy store. Now, you should have known something was up. Because when he popped off the lock in the toy store, he walked in. The first thing he walked past was a bunch of good guy dogs. So you're not, you should know something up with that. But whatever, him and the cop is in the, in the toy store. You know, they, duck, they, they shoot, still shooting at each other, ducking and dodging around. Now, this is where I know this is a movie. And this is a movie for white folks, right? He shoots at him. He stands there. Literally, he's behind the thing. You would think you want to shoot, try to shoot at him, and duck behind something. This fool shoots him and then stands there looking to see if he shot him. And what happens to him? He gets shot in the arm. So now... He's shining the arm. He's holding. He's like, he's like, I'm dying. Walking through the store, and he's like, Oh, I gotta find something. I gotta find someone. I gotta find something. I gotta find someone. What? What the fuck are you looking for? Thinking you about to die? So he goes. He's walking through the store, knocking shit over. The cop. Now, you could tell this is a fucking movie. Because the cop is fucking just looking around for him, looking around for him. And mind you, this is not like Toys R Us was 
where they had two floors and the shit was big and, and wide and spacious where you really had to find this dude. This was like a storefront toy store. A storefront toy store, ladies and gentlemen. A storefront toy store. The shit could not have been that big. And you telling me you couldn't find him in the store? And you you telling me you couldn't find him? All right, fuck it. So finally, the, the serial killer, Charles Lee Ray, the nigga, he, he gets one, he falls down, he gets one of the, 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 the good guy dolls, he looks at it and decides, oh, this is a good place for me to put my fucking soul, and starts this fucking voodoo chant. Talk about give me the power, I beg of you. Then all you see is the clouds above the damn, damn building start to curdle, and all you hear is thunder. Oh, you could tell the, 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 the fucking um, sound for this. Whoever the sound guy for this movie was, he didn't get paid a lot of money. That's for sure. So he completes, he gets the chant. He's doing the chant. He completes the chant, and again, this is how you know this is a fucking movie, and this shit is bullshit, and some of it is bullshit. Once he finishes the chant, a fucking bolt of lightning goes into the store and blows that motherfucker like sky high. As a matter of fact, you saw the clip in the trailer. Hold on, let me see. Right at the end is right at the end of the trailer. Right at the end of the trailer. Hold up one sec. It's right at the end of this motherfucker. And this nigga does this. Look at this. He blows this store sky high. He blows that shit sky high. And the cop survives. The cop survives. Swear to, I swear but damn. The, the shit, yo, if that was if that was real life, that everybody in that motherfucker's dead. Everybody in there is dead. That shit was like a bomb going the fuck off. Nah, the guy gets up, he walks around, and then he sees the serial killer's dead body and he sees the good guy dog. So, like everybody, he thinks he's dead. He thinks he's gone. All right, cool. No problem. All right, so then we move on. Then we go to an apartment building. And you see this little boy. It's like Saturday morning cartoon. His name is Andy. It's like Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons. He's up. He's watching good guy, good guy cartoons. And he's upset because he sees a, a good guy's cartoon 
and he's wearing his good guy pajamas and all that. And he sees one and he's like, Oh, I saw that one. Yo, you could tell that's white people shit because that was us. I don't give a fuck if I saw it a million times. I'm gonna watch this goddamn cartoon. Straight up. So he goes, and so he's now making breakfast. It's his birthday. Then he's making breakfast for his mama. Then a commercial comes on, and it's a commercial for uh, the good guy dogs. He wants one, of course, and he thinks he got it. It's over there, the the big-ass box that's over there on, I guess, a windowsill, and he think he got it. So he happy as hell. He's burning the toast. He put diabetes in a bowl with the good guy cereal and a, a, a cup of orange juice because he poured the cereal. He poured the milk in the cereal and then poured like, took like three heaping ass scoops of sugar and put it in this damn cereal. Pours them and then uh, you got the, and then he, the, to- the toast is burnt. So what does he do? He takes and puts a heaping thing of fucking butter in this on this toast. On this one piece of toast, mind you. It's one piece of toast. And he scoops this shit and bomb. All right. So he's now going to take the tray to his mama, thinking he got a good guy, doll. And he's spilling milk all over the floor. All that, he's spilling the milk all over the fucking tray. Yo, this shit is disgusting. And you could tell this ain't a black household. Because if that was your black mama, she'd have put her foot in your ass. Let, 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 let's keep it a step. She'd have put her foot in your ass. Talking about you spilling all this stuff on my floor. So, yes. He, uh, so yeah. So he gets there. Mom, he wakes up his mama. And... He asks his mom, can he open his gifts? And he op- he goes in, he opens the biggest box over there. Mom's talking about, you want to start with the small one? No. You want to give him the big, she got him the big one. And because he thinks he's the good guy, though, he opens the box and it's closed. Of course, he's disappointed. So then he opens another box and it's a good guy toy chest or something like that. Something like that. And he was like, she, he wants the good guy doll to go with it. Mom's was like, yo, I didn't know about it. I didn't have enough time to save up the money. All right, whatever. So Mom's goes to work, right? And she works at in a department store in a jewelry section, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. And her friend, her best, one of her, one of her closest friends, Maggie comes upstairs and runs, hey, you wants to buy the good guy doll for you? Yo, there's a guy downstairs in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, there's a guy downstairs in the, um, in the alley selling a good guy doll. You want to get it for your son? Blah, 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 blah. She goes downstairs. 
Now, as we all know, from dealing with crackheads, you don't never, uh, I, you, you never trust something you buy secondhand from somebody you don't know. All right, whatever. She buys a doll for 30 bucks. First of all, I wouldn't have trusted this doll anyway because the fucking box was open. So whatever. She buys the doll. She takes it upstairs. Her boss tells her that she has to work late because something happened with one of her coworkers. So her friend says she'll watch him, but she's allowed at 5 o'clock to get off and go pick up her son and stuff like that. So she takes the doll home. She gives it to her son. Her son is ecstatic, as always. He got a good god dog. So, the, the the best friend agrees. Let me go back just a little. So while there's the her boss is telling her she has to work late, the best friend agrees to um watch the son. So then she takes the doll home and all that other good stuff. So finally, she goes home. She's in the um. So she's in the house with the with the little boy with with Andy. Doll looks looks great. The doll is is cool. She looks normal, and it's chilling. So what happens is it's time for. So then, um. They're inside uh, Andy's house. They're in the in the living room. The TV is on. He's showing Chucky something. Chucky turns his head to the TV when they, they, they a news report about Charles Lee Ray, the serial killer that transported his himself into this good guy doll, comes on. Of course, Andy, you're not watching me, Chucky. Chucky turns his head. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, so it gets to 9 o'clock. Andy, uh, Maggie tells Andy he has to go to bed. Andy says Chucky wants to watch the 9 o'clock news. Now, pause right there. Let's stop right there. First of all, I understand we all, as kids, I don't know, uh, at least I'm going to speak for myself. We all, I had an imagination, I had a good imagination, and I'm I'm pretty sure most of us as kids had great imaginations, and we pretended. But we never told an adult, oh, my doll wants to watch the fucking news. Maggie picks up this doll by the arm, picks up Andy. Tells him he has to go to the bed to brush his teeth before bed. Andy goes in the bathroom and starts brushing his teeth. Maggie calls back, Andy, you brushing your teeth? Yes, I'm brushing my teeth. Andy's brushing his teeth. So what happens? 
the TV comes back on. Goes back to the 9 o'clock news. And who the fuck is sitting watching this TV? Ain't nothing but, ain't nobody but fucking Chucky. By the way, the doll says his name is Chucky. Boom. She goes into the, Maggie goes into the fucking living room. It's like, why the fuck is this doll sitting in front of my TV, in front of the TV, watching TV? She grabs the doll and then tries to blame Andy. But how is Andy, uh, first of all, she should know something wrong because how Andy at fault. Andy, you just called back and asked if Andy was watching fucking TV and you just called back to ask if Andy was watching TV. I mean, was brushing his teeth. Excuse me. Andy says, yes, I'm brushing my teeth. And then not even two seconds later, the TV comes on and the doll is sitting in front of the TV. Nah, you, you should have questioned that from Jumpstart instead of blaming Andy for it. No problem. Andy goes in the kitchen. She puts Andy in the bed. With Chucky, she goes about her business. So then she's sitting in the living room with the TV on. She's got a sweater on. It's kind of cold. She closes the window. She's reading a book. This nigga Chucky gets up, and lo and behold, he starts fucking wreaking havoc. He runs to the kitchen. He takes, he's running towards the kitchen. She hears him scooting across the floor. She looks back. She's scared as shit. She's definitely scared as shit. She sees him running, scooting to the back. She looks, nothing there. She, a Chucky's pulling the door. I mean, pulling a, a chair. She hears the chair. She gets up. She's looking around. She's scared as shit. Scared as shit. So then she sees the chair by the door. She opens the door. She closes the door. She locks the door. She walks towards the kitchen. She sees. She hears something fall on the floor. She walks towards the kitchen. Course, she's still scared shitless. She tippy toeing. Typical white people shit. She sees that the thing with the flower tipped over. And then the phone rings and she jumps. She gets the phone. It's it's uh my it's it's Andy's mom. Andy's mom's name is Karen. She's telling Karen everything's okay. It's a little jumpy, but I'm good. So then she starts sweeping up. She gets down. She starts sweeping up the flower, and then she hears what she thinks is one of the pots. The one of the flower pots. She, she tiptoes over there. She moves the flower pot. Nothing behind it. She puts the flower pot down. She's like, "Dang, why do I think?" Why I'm tripping. 
She stands up and turns the fuck around. And what happens? Chucky takes his hammer and lays it right into her eye. Throws it right into her, like, the, takes the good guy hammer. The, 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 the hammer um, Andy was using, building whatever he was building while him and Chucky was sitting there watching TV. And took the hammer and whacked right in her eye. And all you heard was, ah, she's screaming. And what happens? She falls the fuck out the window. She falls out the window. Like, seriously. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. So, of course, Karen goes home. She sees the police. Uh, she runs into the house. She's looking for her son. And um, she finds her son in the um, apartment with Detective Norris, who comes in and says, oh, your friend had an accident and fell out the window. Uh, the police are searching the apartment, you know, trying to make sure there's no foul play. They consider... They're, 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 now, this, this officer is considering this little boy to, to, to want to kill this, this lady. Considers him a suspect. So, later on, as they go along, Andy, as they go along, they consider him a suspect. The cop is leaving. And Andy runs out of his room because she was, she was she had told him it's time to go to bed. Ran out the room. He says, Andy says, I know who killed Maggie. And he said Chucky did it. And that Chucky's real name is Charles Lee Ray. And Chuck and, and um he, Andy tells his mama that Chucky said that she deserved that bitch deserved it. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. That bitch deserved it. So you don't teach your child cursing, but yet you don't really, when he's telling you that this dog did the shit and you're saying that bitch deserved it, you really think that's coming from your son. Okay. Whatever. All right. So, moving on. Next morning comes. Andy goes. Uh, Andy's, Karen takes Andy to school. They talk about the good guy doll. She thinks Andy's going to school to class. Nah. Nah. Andy skips school. He goes downtown. So he goes downtown to where his accomplice, his accomplice name is Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Caputo. And he's sitting in this abandoned. Now, mind you, where Andy goes, first of all, let's even before we go there, let's just, just 
even let's back up to Florida. When in first of all, this little boy is on a fucking train by himself with a fucking dog. Why the fuck ain't nobody be like, yo, little boy, where's your parents at? Why ain't nobody say that? Little boy, where's your parents at? Of course, white people shit. All right, so whatever. He goes downtown. Now he's going to, now you could tell that this was an 80s movie because where he's going is a bunch of niggas. Bunch of black people, bunch of niggas. So Andy goes, they takes him to where this, he, Chucky is telling him where to go to where this guy, guy's house, where this guy is staying. So what happens is Andy has to stop and take a piss. And he puts Chucky in, in this chair and he turns around and takes a piss. And fucking Chucky takes the fuck off. All right? Chucky takes off, goes across the street to, to the house where his accomplice is. So then the guy, now, you, this house is disgusting. Nothing but rats and all that infested in this house. Like, you go through every room and all you heard you heard rats and mice. That's all you heard. So, Eddie gets up and he hears movement in the house. Now, what you see is this nigga Chucky opens the oven. He blows out the gas pilot in the oven and then turns the gas all the way the fuck up. Stop right there. You could tell this is a movie because what fucking abandoned house has gas on it? Has an oven with gas on it? What abandoned house? That's all I'm saying. But anyway, so Eddie's going through this house. And all you hear is Andy outside talking about, Chucky, Chucky, motherfucker, go home. Leave that doll the fuck alone. This boy is so attached to this doll. So he's running around this house. Chucky, Chucky. Eddie sees him with a gun. With his gun. He still he hears another sound. So he goes into another room. He's like, yeah, and I'm assuming he thinks whoever it is is trapped because it's like a bathroom or something. What does Eddie do? He opens the door. He lets his gun off. And the whole house blows the fuck up. Killing Eddie. What happened? Cameron goes to the, the police. Then you get to the police station. Now, first thing I want to know is why at first how did, it, uh, did Andy get money to get on the train to go downtown? Let's start by that. Second of all, how is it 
that Andy didn't get hurt in that explosion. He's in the police station chilling with this fucking dog. All right. Whatever. So, again, they they pick Andy up from downtown. He's considered a suspect. So, basically, he blew up this guy's house. He blew up this abandoned house, and he killed uh, his mother's friend. That's stupid. The boy is, what, maybe five, six years old, and he's doing all this? All right, whatever. That's that, that that's what they that's that's what we at. No problem. So again he tells them that Eddie, that, that Chucky did it, but they think he's keep going crazy. So they admit him to a psychiatric hospital. So his mama goes home with the doll and other stuff. Mom starts shaking the dog. Talk it, damn it. Talk, 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 talk. What happens? She doesn't see. She sees. She she's um. She's like ah. She, Mom's thinks she's going crazy. So she's all right. She goes. She puts. She leaves the dog sitting on the table. It's probably a a, a coffee table. Leaves the doll sitting there, goes in, gets her a drink of water. She picks up this box, the good guy doll's box, and she starts reading it just to see if anything wild, you know, strange about it. And then she realizes the batteries fall out the fucking box. No problem. So she goes over to the doll, and she's a little weary. She goes to see if there's batteries in the door. She finds out no, and Chucky and then, oh, she goes and she tries to find out, and then she thinks, she's like, yo, I'm scared. So she was getting ready to go light the fireplace and getting ready to burn this damn doll, smart as hell. And Chucky comes and starts attacking him. He even bites her. Bites her arm. Was fucking her up and bit her arm. The dog gets away and she goes to the police station to talk to Detective Norris. Norris doesn't, of course, he don't believe her. Norris tells her to go home. She goes to find the guy who sold her the dog. He finds, she finds the guy. She meant to. She goes to give him some money to tell him where she found the doll at. Where, where the guy finds the doll at. Of course, these are homeless people who want to get high and all that other stuff. So what happens? The guy tries to threaten to try to you know. But, but, of course, the police officer comes and saves her ass. And then the guy tells you, like, where did he get the doll? 
he tells her, he tells the uh, the police officer and her that the doll was found next to the toy store that he just, that the detective at the beginning of the movie blew up. So, the, the, so, the, the, the police officer's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So, whatever. So, he goes back to the police station to, 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 he drives, um, he went back, uh, he went back to police station and then he comes back and he drives, drives Cameron home. While he's driving himself home, who the fuck pops up in the back of the car, back seat of the car, but your boy Chucky. This nigga is trying to smoke, light his cigarette in the car, like the old school lighter that he pushed in the thing. He got the cigarette in his mouth. He chilling. What happened? Fucking Chucky comes up from behind with the fucking jumper cable and tries to choke this nigga out. And while he's while he's choking him out, this nigga is hitting the accelerator. This nigga's foot hitting the accelerator, so he can't stop. So the car's going all over the fucking place, driving all over the place. And this nigga's choking. Because Chucky's choking this nigga. So he pulls out the the, 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 the thing that, that he uses to light his cigarette. Burns Chucky in the face. Chucky's got a fucking a knife. Uh, got a, a, a kitchen knife. And starts stabbing up his chair. This nigga's doing the fucking macarena, macarena in the chair trying to avoid this knife. And trying to stop the car. And Chucky down there hitting the accelerator. So eventually the car flips over. And eventually the car flips over. The cop is in the car. He wraps his hand because he got cut. Chucky is going around the car laughing. (laughs) He's shooting at him. So finally, he pops him right in the shoulder. Chucky runs away. So then, Chucky realizes he's hurt. So he goes, now, this is the the, the craziest part of this whole fucking story. He has a voodoo dog. He, like, he does, like, at the beginning, I told you he did the, the voodoo chant to change, take, go out of his body to go to the dog. So he goes and visits the guy that taught him how to do this shit. And John, and he informs him that, yo, he's telling him, yo, listen. He said, he gets, he's on the count. He's like, you know what, John? I thought I was in and I thought I would be invincible. But I got shot last night and it hurt. It really hurt. Hold up. No, nigga, it ain't supposed to hurt. You got shot with a bullet in your shoulder. Nigga, it's supposed to hurt. 
So the voodoo god tells him, listen, the longer his soul is in that doll, the longer he's going to remain, the, 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 it, it, the more human he's going to become. So John, he tells, so he tells John, no, listen, you're going to help me. John refuses. But Chucky pulls out this nigga's voodoo doll. A voodoo doll of him. And oh my God, he breaks his leg and he breaks his arm. Oh, the shit looks horrible. So then he tells him, John tells Chucky that you have to transfer your soul into the first person that you revealed who you were to. So he's like, oh, I'm going to be six years old again. And it tells him, yo, it's been fun, but he basically had to kill him. So he took a knife and stabbed his voodoo doll and killed John in the process. But let's back up before that. Somehow, Karen found out that Chucky had been hanging out with this John guy. And the detective went back to the police station and found out the same exact thing. So they went to where they thought John would be, and he wasn't there. And they both said, listen, we got to find him before Chucky finds him. And, of course, they didn't. They went to... John's house and found that he it was over it was over for him. Chucky had stabbed him, but he was able to tell him that in order to kill him, they'd have, he'd have to shoot him through the heart. Then we move on to the psychiatric the the psychiatric hospital. The psychiatric hospital is where Andy is at. And then Andy is in is in this room, in his, in his room with the four walls, four white walls. He looks out the window. And what does he see? He sees fucking Chucky climbing up the stairs. He goes out to the window to the thing. He's like, help, help, help. He's telling him Chucky's coming to get him. They don't believe him. He gets out. Chucky steals the keys. He gets out the room. Andy gets out the room. And he goes into this, this other room where it's like kind of like an examination room. I'm guessing they do they, they electrotherapy. They do autopsies and stuff in this hospital, in this, in this room. So he goes in this room, and he has a scalpel. So Chucky is in this fucking room. Oh, no. Andy's in this room, and then the doctor finds him. And the doctor's like, yo, I'm just going to eject him with some type of medicine. And Andy's like, no, 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 no. Who the fuck pops up? Chucky puts on this thing and electrocutes the doctor to death. And the shit is brutal because the nigga's bleeding out his mouth. The nigga's toasty. 
by the end of it all. Andy gets out. He goes back. Andy escapes the hospital. The cop gets to the hospital and says, and they think, and of course they think Andy killed the doctor. So the cop and, and, and uh, Andy's mom get to the hospital, and they're like, "Yo, we need to find him. Where can we? Where would?" And she's like, "Where would Andy go?" If she's like, "Mom, son, I always told him to go home. If he gets lost, so they went to go home. They went to go, but Chucky follows Andy home." And Andy realizes that Chucky's in the house. Andy gets in the house, tries to barricade himself in. And he gets in the house. He realizes Chucky is in the house, so he's hiding himself in the closet. He gets, like, I guess it's a mini bat. And he tries to swing it at Chucky, but he doesn't. Chucky disappears, escapes in the house somewhere. There's a chase that ensues, of course. And Chucky knocks out Andy in the process. He flips Andy over, and he's getting ready to do his that, that his voodoo chant. Whatever. Uh, talking about give me the power, I beg of you. And of course, thunder and lightning. And the clouds are coming above the building. So he's going through the chant, and of course, at the door is the cop and Andy's mom. And they're trying to break down the door, blah, 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 blah. And of course, they get into the house. And they get Chucky off of Andy just in time before he can complete the chant, the voodoo thing. Chucky runs around, of course, he's doing his hide-and-seek shit and cuts the police officer. And so what happens is they're going through the house. Chucky is chasing him, blah, 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 blah. So they, they trap Chucky in the fire pit. And they torch this motherfucker. But before they could torch him, this is what happens. She traps him in the fireplace. Andy gets the match. Andy lights the match. And, of course, Chucky says, wait, 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 wait. No, Andy, I thought, I'm Chucky. I'm supposed to be your friend to your end. And, of course, Andy says, in typical fashion, this is the end, friend, and lights this motherfucker on fire. Lights him. This nigga's in this thing going, ah, screaming, 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 screaming. He gets out of, he actually gets out the fireplace and it is on fire. Talking about, ah, torch, 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 torch. So Andy sees him. He's torched, he's laid out. He turns around and talks to his mom, turns back around, Chucky gone. Chucky gone. Mom said, he says to mom, mom says, he says to mom, mom, Chucky's gone. So they go out into the hallway, and there's Chucky in the hallway with a knife. Talk about he's going to kill him, he's going to kill him, he's going to kill him. And the mother shoots him, shoots his leg off, shoots his arm off, 
shoots his head off. And she thinks he's in the hallway. And then um, Laura's partner comes over and Jack says, hey, nobody's going to believe that. He's dead, blah, 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 blah. He's like, look, this guy's not going to do it. He picks up Chucky's head, and it's on on the window. It's on. He puts it on, I guess it's on top of a TV thing stand. He's like, look, look, and he hits the head of the dog, and what happens? Damn it, Chucky bites him and jumps out. The rest of his body, after this nigga that already got his head, his hand shot off, his legs shot off, and his head shot off at the end of it. And he said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. So, of course, to end the movie, Norris shoots him, finally shoots him through the heart. Chucky's dead. And Jack says, nobody's going to believe. He's like, now do you believe? And Norris says to Jack, now do you believe me? Jack says, yeah. But who's going to believe me? And Lo and behold, they're all walking out, and he turns around, he says, Andy turns around and looks at uh, Chucky's remains, and that's the end of the fucking movie. Let me just say this. This movie was the craziest shit at the time. It's still crazy now, because I'm still like, why the fuck is there a killer, killer dog? Can we, can, can, can I, can somebody... Tell me what the fuck, killer doll? Really? Is how we doing this? So yeah, there goes your first spooky movie, and that is night, uh, a child's play. Uh, probably tomorrow I'll put up the poll. Start putting up the poll for next week's movie. And if I had to rate it. I would, if I had to rate, I would rate. I guess I would give it a rating of, uh, yeah, it was okay. It's, it's all right. It's all right. That's how I would rate it. All right. Last but not least, as you know, every week I have to give this award out to somebody who needs to do this. Get the fuck out of here! So, yeah, definitely this week's Get the Fuck Out of Here Award. Definitely got to give it this week. And this week's Get the Fuck Out of Here Award goes to none other than your boy, Kanye West. Now, I'm not going to dive too deep in this because... Let's just put it to you this way. That nigga crazy. He's batshit crazy. Fuck him and everything that he stands for. But let's just start with this. Kanye holds a a, a fashion show, I guess it's at Paris, for Yeezy season nine. And I I, I, got to give this man his props. He's done a wonderful job with his brand, building it up, becoming a billionaire. But what he did 
is unexcusable, inexcusable. Excuse me. He based, made a shirt that said, "White lives matter." Let me say this. For the last, I guess you want to say, two, three years, we have, as black people, have had to deal with a multitude of things. And this man took a statement that we took and doesn't understand that the statement is not about a group. It's about a movement. Black Lives Matter is a statement for us because we're, we seem to be the only ones getting shot, killed by the police. And I don't care what nobody say because with all of that, Kyle Rittenhouse, popping Pete, killing people, and then just walking nicely past the cops. I don't see I don't see white people doing doing crime and getting shot like we are. Like we're getting herded like cattle. That was slogan was for us. It was not about a group, it was about a movement. And what he did was taint the movement that we that we so desperately needed. And this man doesn't realize what the fuck he did or what the fuck he's doing. And then gets mad at everybody else who's saying, yo, I'm not, I don't jack that. Talking about, I love you. We supposed to be brothers. We are brothers. We, we are supposed to be brothers. But you, in that, in the, in the fact of us being brothers, you are not supposed to take what we put for us and then co-opt it and take it to the white folks. The problem with Kanye West is he is too busy trying to uh, 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 trying to uh, um, get the white folks to accept him instead of continuing to do doing what he does and being a black man, not realizing that he is a black man. They're not going to accept him. Keep doing what you're doing. Make great music. But you was bugging the fuck out. Nigga, take your meds, take care of your kids, and stop bugging the fuck out. Talk about they kidnapped your child. Nigga, you a billionaire. Ain't nobody kidnapping your child. Stop it. Talking about, oh, they want, okay, so they wanted to have a party without you. You have a party without them. Nobody stopping you from being a dad, nigga. You stopping your own self because you doing stupid shit. And I want to say this. Anybody who agrees with what the fuck he just did, you can get this. Get the fuck out of here! So please, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart to the bottom of your heart, Kanye West, you get this. Get the fuck out of here! And you don't get it once. You get it again. Get the fuck out of here! You know what? Get it a third time. Get the fuck out of here! I mean, really, please. 
Really? Please. Please. All right. It's over. This has been fun. This has been fun. This has been hilarious because Child's Play was hilarious. Kanye West is hilarious. All these people who are fucking, all this was just fucking hilarious. But again, until next week, I will be back better than ever. And with that, you can find me, as always, you can email me at so what you said five at gmail.com. That's S-O-W-T-G-S-A-Y-I-N-5 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at So What You're Saying. Find us on Instagram at So What You're Saying. Twitter at What's Saying. On Twitch at So What You're Saying. Please follow us on Twitch. Give us a like. We'll be good. I'll be very happy and amused and appeased. But if you need to find me at all times, we have a link tree. That's where you can find us at everywhere. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and doing whatever you do this week. I will see you next week with next week's spooky review. And everybody, have a blessed, blessed evening, and enjoy your weekend.